Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the Delta Green role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Haley. The scenario is Volume of Secret Faces. It was written by Dennis Detweiler, and it's part of Impossible Landscapes. It's available from Art Dream Publishing. Our handler is Nathan Decker, and this is episode three. Our recap will be given by Nell Hipple as her character, Agent Diana. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Nell? Thank you, Tom. Um, August 28th, 2015. I was on patrol today with my partner, Jose Ramirez. It started off as a normal day at work until I got an alert on my phone. It was my Ring app and it, and it informed me that the envelope arrived. As every day goes by, I still wondered why I decided to be part of Delta Green. Officer Ramirez took notice of my reaction. I know he cares like how my husband cares. It, it's complicated. However, seeing his eyes, remembering my husband's eyes, and also my son's, I am reminded of why I decided to join Delta Green, to protect the ones who matter most to me and not to have them see what I saw. It was an invitation to a birthday party for Richard Zaloni, but there was something, something off. There was a flap at the right-hand corner, which I can peel off. At the back, I saw some handwriting, which is nonsense but there is a yellow seal from the past. It's a yellow seal labeled Person. As usual, I said my goodbyes, packed my luggage, and went up to meet with the team over to Boston. I got room 618, while Agent Donnelly got his room the day before. The other agents didn't show up, so we took the time to check out this meeting place. It was unremarkable and plain. The food was okay. Agent Donnelly noticed there was a back room where the meeting could be held. We eventually met up at the bar of the Boxer Hotel. It was nice to see all of us together again in one room, Agent Dante, Agent Donnelly, Agent Dent, and myself. However, there was this new guy, August uh, Agent Dust. He is younger than us, already, already showed that he is some sort of researcher of the occult. Agent Dent and I stayed across from this meeting place at the bar, keeping surveillance while the others went to the spot. We noticed there was a van parked at the back, and a man came out. We both later learned it was Agent Exter. Agent Dent and I tailed it and tailed him and realized he was going around in circles. We decided to call it off and went back to the bar. We both met up with Agent Donnelly, who exchanged more information on how the meeting went with the agent. While doing so, there was a woman dressed in, in winter gear of sorts and went up to Agent Dent's face. Immediately, I grabbed her, but she slipped and hit her head on something. With the blood on the floor, the other patrons were confused while we questioned her. It turned out her name is Yardley Grant and claimed that Agent Dent called her. I stopped the bleeding the best I could and let her be on her way after the other agents got as much info as they could from her. Luckily, no one pressed charges. We left with the conundrum from Cecil or Cecil. We learned that Visa was compromised and that we need to be cautious about around Agent Exeter. We were also given a satellite phone made by the Sear Company, which the instructions were that if we need to make a call, dial 616. The other piece of info we have is that Agent Exeter wanted us to, to find missing uh, people from Dorchester House. What's going on? We split ways. Agent Dent, Agent Dust, and I drove over to New York to check with the green box while Agent Dante and Agent Donnelly checked out six one checked out room 616 at the Boxer Hotel. During the drive, my husband, Mark, called me to inform me about his disinheritance of this great uncle of his. I did recall we did something with Ancestry.com before either one of the boys was born. What was strange was that the great uncle has, a, has the surname 
uh, Chastain. It's a name that rings a bell, something related to demons. However, I told him to follow it up. I admit my curiosity got the best of me if this is really true or that it was just a coincidence. We arrived at a pack and go where our green box was was 20 years ago. To our surprise, or perhaps not, the green box wasn't there. Agent Denton and I snooped around to see what had taken the green box. Uh, there was a, there was a sigil that Agent Dent was able to identify, which happened to be Marvis, who can he who can uh, cause and heal diseases, holder of great knowledge, and lastly can change men into shapes. I hope it doesn't apply to me. Um, <clears throat> after we visited the McAllister building, or at least uh, Agent Dent, uh, Agent Dent waited. A Agent Dust wait waited while I went to manage to get sandwiches. I had no interest. And being near that building, I still remember the fire that consumed it and the screams of a dying man from within it. The drive was uneventful until Agent Dust uh, woke me up. He had a nightmare. Of course, he had one. We eventually met up and got better context on the pictures that Agent Donnelly sent us during our trip. In room 616, there was drywall that uh, Agent Dante cut into, which caused water to spill out. In the cost of getting wet, they were able to get more information, such as uh, Delta Green co Confidential, Files and evidence that perhaps someone was killed here, killed there, via the blood sample that was found in the rug. While Agent Dent found a World War II radio from the McAllister building, compiling all of this information, we learned that this Elias Barbus is Exeter, and this photo, and this photo of him is from 1895. We later learned the V cell uh, members' uh, true identities, including a well-known one I heard from the news, Mark Whitworth. Um. Even Cecil said it, it, it is perhaps advised that we that he doesn't come back on on how much baggage is attached to his name. My first thought is no problem, but my second thought is the pain that his girlfriend is going through. However, everything comes with a cost. Uh, using the hotel incinerator, we burned the confidential files, the photos, the carpet, and the Bible. We kept the cape and the mask. I hope you will. I hope that will serve some use to us. Now we are off to the Dorchester house. To be honest, I already don't trust his supposedly supposed friendly. His surname has come up more than once. Something isn't right. Excellent. Thank you very much. Well, let's return to the group as they are in the car driving up to the Dorchester house. It is 10 in the morning, and I believe the agents are discussing something as they see the gated front entrance of the house. All right, so, so what's your plan on getting in here? Um, yeah, I mean, we have a friendly, so I, I assume that we were going to walk in and just ask for the... Um, uh, Dr. Dallin. All right, just be wary because that name, the name of the friendly Dallin, that was mentioned in that radio I dug up underneath the floorboards. And um, just, he might be compromised. I was actually planning on heading to the FBI offices in Chelsea, Miss, uh, which is maybe 40 minutes away to open up a case file. I believe it's worth it, worth the risk. So we can get actual like FBI jurisdiction when looking into police reports and all that. We can just 
cite this file that's on in the database. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Because um, I'm going to look into the V cell and who they are. I'll go with you. Okay. So you can drop us off at a car rental place. Yeah. Well, um, we'll look one up, find, you know, drop them off at, and set up a, where do you want to meet back at the hotel? Back at the hotel. Yeah. All right. Easily enough done. We will revisit the, the two of those agents in a moment. Uh, the other three, how are you planning to get into the Dorchester house to recap think three story kind of looks like an old school house that was converted but it reeks of money this is not a threadbare institution you might see it like a gothic romance this is nicely put up the sign out front has the little embossed lettering i don't know why that makes me think fancy but it does the <laughs> fence doesn't have something as gauche as barbed wire it's got little anti-climb hooks on the inside well i i came dressed in a suit <laughs> i think um, we just asked to, to have a meeting with dr richard f dowen yeah i assume i, I, have I guess i guess we need a on. pretense for that i have credentials if i need to flash a badge they don't they'll pass um but yeah i don't think I doubt if we'll be pressed too much. And if we are, we'll, we'll deal with it. In, in one way or another, he is expecting us. So, right? Maybe. I don't believe so, though. We do have his card. Might as well give him a well, call. Yeah, right, but we, we got that card from Exeter. Oh, that is true. Yeah, I mean, we, all we heard, we heard from really Cecil bad, but... that Dorchester House is known by the organization so that part is so when exeter said that that is true and we've looked it up he, he's uh you know he's a doctor there and you know i i'd say we we go in well and i mean if there's and if see there's, if we get pushback if, if exeter was correct and there are missing people i mean that's that's pretense for yeah, Discuss we can always something. pull that out if we need to and see how it goes. Okay. See how far we can't by just asking for uh, Dr. Richard F. Dow. Yeah, then we'll play yeah. it by ear. All right. Easy enough to do. Driving up to the gatehouse, you see there are a couple of guards inside. One of them leans over and presses the little button to move the window to the side and leans out. Uh, can I help you? We're here to see Richard, Dr. Richard Dallin. Okay. Uh, who do we tell him is calling? Uh, this is Agent Donnelly. Okay. Uh, let me do that in regards to... Um, I'd like to talk to him about that. All right. He gives you a little bit of an appraising look. Like, this has happened before. Uh, walks over to an intercom. You can see him talking into it. Walks back, opens the window again. Yeah, go ahead and pull in, park next to the front entrance, and go in. Uh, Gail will greet you at the front door. Uh, please don't 
go further into the building until you've been uh, run through our security process, you understand. Sure. Thank you. The gate winds open and winds closed behind you as you enter the grounds. Again, you have this nicely manicured lawn. There's quite a good sight line from the building. You're not going to run and jump from bush to bush to get out of here. Uh, it looks like this is pretty secure. And park in and walk through the front entrance. You see there is a reception desk there and a woman with a short blonde uh, kind of bob cut looks up and greets you. Hello. Here to see Director Dalen, I understand? Yes, Gail. Great. Well, I'm going to need any weaponry that you have on you. We will be putting that in a locker off to the side for later. I understand the kind of people that come in unannounced to be just like to make sure everybody's aware of all the rules. Understandable. I will pull my Glock out that I carry in the holster, you know, shoulder holster. All right. And she has these little plastic bins that she hands out to you. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't have any weapons. All right. Great. Yeah. Um, Agent Diana just puts her handgun hesitantly into the thing, too. Okay. Well, you know, I have a backup, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I will say, you note there are metal detectors past this point. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, either I can make a stink over this, be an FBI agent and being armed at all point times, or I'll just pull out the, uh, the other side piece and uh, the knife as well that I carry. She seems a little bit surprised, but not entirely just based on your bearing and whatnot as they clutter. All right. No, I know I don't have to say this. No drugs. I don't see any soda cans here. Uh, We don't allow candy or caffeine on floor three. Uh, We will not, if you go out into the third floor, you are not allowed to have belts or shoelaces. And uh, please keep a close hand on your cell phone at all times. All right. All right. Uh, the way that this is set up is that, just so you understand, the first floor is the lowest security. So from there, it's mostly safe. Second is middle. Third is the most restrictive for our patient's safety here at the house. All right. Let's see. And she puts the uh, little bins into lockers and shuts them and spins the little dial. And let's see. Let's get you your passes. And she pulls out three key cards and you immediately recognize they are the same brand as the one you found uh, in the room. Uh, What name can I put on there? And as she's looking at you, you see this kind of uh, 
gray haired man come bustling down the hallway. <clears throat> Don't worry about it, Gail. I'll take it from here. Take it from here. Director Dallin, it's a it's a pleasure to to meet the three of you. Just just leave them blank. Just leave, leave them blank and hand them out. Uh, please, please. Uh, this way, this way. I understand you're here from the Institute. <laughs> the Institute, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> very good. Uh, I, <laughs> please, this way, this way. Uh, thank you, Gail. It's good to see you. Uh, I'm up on the third floor is my office. Oh. We don't have to take off our belt or anything, do we? Uh, as long as you stay in the administration area, you're good, fine. You're good. fine. But uh, if you go out, I, I, it is best if you are seen maintaining the same but security I, measures. Glance down at his shoes. Yeah, he's wearing laceless shoes, I assume. He is. Yes, yes. Um. All right. Excellent. I, I'm so glad that we're going to get to talk about your... Um, shit, didn't think this through all the way. Friend! All right. All right, this way, please. Third floor. And he takes you up and swipes a key card to enter his office. And you can see that this office is very nicely set up. The rest of the building has that old school schoolhouse feel of linoleum floors, mint green walls, very... Easy on the eyes, I guess. Very beige across the board. Uh, pastel, maybe. The office that he has, though, appears more like an English study with a wooden floor and a stone fireplace off to the side. You see a very small writing desk there, which is dwarfed by the size of Dr. Dallin. And bookshelves all around the room. My kind of room. Yes. <laughs> In except for one corner, which has a large glass and velvet display case, and you can see inside it are rocks, each on their little velvet uh, pedestal, and a tiny little spotlight over them with a label card under it. And he ushers you in. Uh, please seats. There's seats around. What what can I help you with today? Well, it's a it's more intriguing question than perhaps you may be expecting. Um, we have word that several people from the institution who mm -hmm. were staying here have gone missing. Oh, yes. Yes, good. Yes. I I knew that uh, Exeter was reaching out. I'm I'm glad. Yes, a, a few oh, so people. You've spoken have... with Exeter. When's the last time? Yeah. It's... Oh, uh, it's probably about when he brought those people in. On was it? Uh, and he flips through a, a little order thing. Uh, July eighth. July eighth. Yes. Of course, that's not what you'll see in the files, but uh, I know which way is up. <laughs> of course, you do. Um. Did he tell you any more about the patients, why he's bringing them in? Um, he said they were dangerous. They had been exposed to something, and we weren't to trust anything they said. What were the things? Did they say anything? <laughs> they had a lot of claims about 
false identities and working for some organization that uh, I think we're all aware of. I see. And you can very clearly see when he brings that up, like he's a little nervous about it. He may not be uh, the guy that keeps his cool. <laughs> there's not oh, cameras in here, are there, looking around? There aren't. The rest of the building, you see quite a few. This room has no cameras. No, we we have our, our bird or cell phones. Um, yeah. Do you do you have a note a notepad? Uh, uh, certainly. Yes. Uh, I want to write down my burner cell number. All right. Say, Agent Exeter is no longer with the program. We believe him to be dangerous. If you see or hear from him, oh, I need you to call. As soon as possible. Oh, no. Uh, so what about the people that he left here? Well, where are they? That's what we are trying to <laughs> discover. Do you have I, any... Do you... I don't... Uh, we've left the room as is, if you want to yeah. look at it. Uh, yeah, one of the... Uh, I would... We would definitely like to take a look at it. Um, do you have an idea how they broke out? No. I have no idea. Uh, Did they attack anyone? Did they? No, it, it makes no sense. Um, They just uh, disappeared. He gets another. Uh, you can see it's a very formal like report sort of thing, like a incident report type thing. Uh, this says that um, they disappeared. Or we first noticed them disappearing at 8.11 p.m. on the 28th of August. Yes. Yes. Uh, they had been locked in their room, like they always are, uh, sedated and under bed restraint. Uh, the third level, you understand, is highly secure. We sedate and restrain every night. Uh, by 8.22 p.m., we'd realize they've all disappeared and of course we found some writing on one of the walls it uh, appears to be blood although we haven't done any we we've left that as is all right and yeah, he uh, he pulls out a photograph that matches the one exeter gave you of this the is a, and picture. it's about the um abigail wright has gone abigail to see MC. yeah mm -hmm. i don't have it right in front of me but it is the same okay as far as I know, we have no sign of any breach in the doors or walls. Uh, there's no logs in the computer of the doors opening or closing. The windows are all secure as far as we're aware. And uh, unfortunately, I'm told that our taping, which we obviously do, we record everything. It's had some sort of glitch that night that stopped us from catching anything that happened. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. What exactly oh, do you have any any notes from therapy sessions with these patients? Um, or anything that they yes. said? I know you were explicitly yes. told not to believe them, but no, it's it's quite all right. We've we've documented what we can. 
Um, obviously, some of that we redact if they talk about certain things. Of course. Um, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, here's, and he pulls out five files and lays them out in front of you. And you can see the same names that you saw before. The uh, Cal Diasa, Leela Mac, Kim Plizlad, Ray Billabas, and Tomen F. Prutoth. Are there any photographs? Uh, yes, there are. Yes. The, let me see in the notes. Got it right here. Uh, Cal Diasa looks to be a Hispanic man around the age of 43. Lee the Mac seems to be a Caucasian woman around the age of 28. Klim, Kim Plazlad is another Caucasian woman about 37 or so. Ray Billabas is an African-American man uh, about 46. And Tomen F. Prutoth is a Caucasian man, age 49 or so. Yeah, I'll take photographs of these. Oh, you can take oh, a can copy. Take... Yeah, it's, yes. Oh, I'm, I understand the uh, kind of work we do. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think we'd like to see the 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 cell that they broke out of. Of course, of course. Well, I'm going to kind of keep things so I'm not shown as being out of the blue. I'm going to have uh, my head nurse lead you there. But feel free to contact me with any questions, anything you need. I'm here all the time. I, I want to find these people. All right. Uh, and he reaches over to a little buzzer and he says, uh, Nurse Samagina, please, uh, please report to Dr. Dallin's office. Nurse Samagina. And Agent Dante, you definitely, you have a very high occult. You definitely recognize that name as a demon. Apagina. Yeah. Uh And not too long from then, a woman uh, bustles up. She appears to be a... Uh, where do I have the picture? Um, maybe middle-aged woman. That might be a little little too high. Uh, but looks to be of Hispanic descent. And she comes in. Hello? Uh, I'm told you need a tour of the third floor. Yeah. Uh, yes, please. All right. This way, please. And she leads you out through a uh, through a little kind of uh, what do they call it? A guard station. Uh, but before you go through, I will need belts, shoelaces, anything like that, please. Of course. And I'll go about delacing my shoes and taking off my belt. Thank you. Mm, same uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, basically, anything that can potentially be a danger to any of our patients, we have to restrict through here. And she ushers you through and uh, points you to a room. And you can see this in another one of these mint-colored hallways. The doors are all open at this point, and you do see a few people wandering about in kind of these baby blue-type outfits you think these must be the patients. They must have kind of a uh, open Color door. Bif 
Yeah, yeah. And oh, okay. but just some free time, if you want to think of it that way. But you do also see there are orderlies about. They're still being closely monitored, even in their free time. Oh, they don't dress the uh, the patients in yellow. I see. <laughs> I mean, are you are familiar with the uh, the yellow wallpaper? Are you Donnelly? Mm, yes, I've seen that wallpaper. Don't try to follow it too closely. Don't stare at it too much. I and Nurse Imogene is kind of looking at the two of you like, okay, yes, we prefer blue as a more soft color for our patients. Oh, I I apologize. It's a it's a literature reference. Charlotte Perkins Gilman, the yellow wallpaper. It's good book. Or it's good story, short story. I I'm afraid I don't really know a lot about literature. I'm I like art, you know, like paintings and stuff. That's that's more my thing. But uh, here's the room. Uh, I believe, let me see. I think this was Ray's room. Uh, yes, this is Ray's room. And she opens the door. And you can see that pasted against the wall are all these paper clippings that have been glued on somehow. And scrawled on them is this bloody verse that you saw initially. Abigail Wright has gone to sea, crossed the waves to rescue me. In a ship both tall and fine, she rounds the corner, marking time. I don't know what that could possibly mean, but I, I'm a little worried. That's quite a bit of blood. Yes, it is quite a bit of blood. They never talked about Abigail? Not that I ever heard. Um, and what are these, these paper clippings? Are they of anything? Well, that's the, the strangest thing. It's, we, we look through them. They're like newspapers and things. But for the life of me, I couldn't tell you where they got them. Right. Are they is there is there a window in this room? Uh, yes, there is a window. Is it west facing? I mean, uh, is it, yes, is it, it is west, west facing. Looking at the uh, paper, is it is it modern? Is it, uh, it looking at the stories? Looking at the yeah. text? Are they? You would you would think there's definitely some that are modern. You can actually see some from July. There's also some that appear to be old, like uh, psychiatric texts that you might find. I'm going to take photos of that and then um, give the room a good once over. Okay. Uh, and a good yeah. healthy amount of paranoia, given how it seems um, people's personal lives are coming into play, thinking of Diana's phone call and my own. Have I written any of these stories or articles that are on the wall? Hmm. Just You're for my own edification. Do a search roll. Let's see. 32 versus my search. 
That seems good. I don't have I have base search. So Oh, that's not 32 that good. against 20. Well, market for improvement, but you are not seeing any of your articles throughout here. In fact, it's uh you know how when you glue things together it starts to run a little bit sometimes. Mm -hmm. There's some aspects to it that look like that. Some photographs and stuff that kind of blurred together. Um, when are usually at lights out in this facility? Oh, uh, we usually start lights out at 611, I believe. I see. In fact, she will tell you exactly what it is. They're pretty by the books. I am just saying I believe it is 611. Um, yeah, I'm, when I give the place a look, I'm also, after Dante's taking a look at it, the start can we peel back some of the paper a wee bit and see if you know what may be behind it sure all right you start peeling and we'll say the two of you are doing that uh mm -hmm. sam and gina uh remembers yeah between it's six that's when the building closes that's when we start going around and uh getting people ready for bed so we're done with that by 6 34 okay and as she's explaining this, this little wispy man walks around the corner and looks at you, Agent Diana, and goes, ah, oh, hello. I just... Nurse no. Samagina, you didn't tell me we had visitors. Uh Hello, I'm sorry. This is very rude of me. My name is Ed Wist, and it's a pleasure to meet you. Does that ring? That obviously rings a bell. It does ring a bell, but not for the reason you might expect. Oh, okay. Because you are from California. Mm -hmm. And you remember, I think about five years back, there is the story of a 16-year-old boy who celebrated his birthday by murdering his sister and parents with a shotgun. Mm. And it was kind of big news as the poor little rich boy murders, especially since earlier this year in April, despite lots of lawsuits, he came into possession of his wealth through trust funds. And He's probably the most, what's the word? He's a billionaire, easily. Hmm. I think I just smile weakly and said hello. Yes. To this. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, I, I, perhaps I've been in too long. Do we not usually also introduce yourself after someone introduces themselves to you yeah, that's that's true but you're the one who spoke first so what's your name oh no i'm ed wist and oh yes that's true ed wist yes you've probably heard of me on the news yes um, i i certainly have i think yes great uh, and he's got He's got a grid as he kind of shuffles into the door, actually past the nurse. He just kind of rounds her with a deft 
maneuver, you notice he's got a little brown notebook underneath his armpit that he pulls out. And do you always introduce yourself to newcomers? Of course. I have Do you to. write about it in that little book of yours? Well, of course. I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. I'll tell you what, I'll let you know I'll tell you my name if I can take a look at your little book. Hmm. That doesn't seem fair at all. I know oh, a lot of things in this book. Well, your name, how could it possibly match up to any of the things that I have in this book? I have many names in this book. I hope to have your names very soon. And Nurse Samajin is kind of giving the eye roll at this. Do you let him wander around regularly? <laughs> yes, it's part of his rehabilitation. He has oh, access to his crayons and notebook. Oh, um, is, is Abigail right in your book? No, but I have seen her name on the wall, so I'm very interested in what you might know about her. Well, perhaps I'll tell you if I can look at your book. Again, it is a matter of equality, don't you think? It hardly seems fair to me. I would need well, I'm some information. Somebody who you would never, equal. you would never know and never meet. Oh, that's not true. I know you and I've met you. I'm talking, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about Abigail. But how would I know she's important? She's very important. Interesting. I want to just like, I mean, Dante's not, you know, 100% solid. Yeah. But I want to <laughs> All right. just really just try to like. Yeah, try to do a persuade. He probably won't just show it to you at that, but it might change his kind of mood in this. Uh, my persuade is really high, but that is a failure. Market for improvement. As he goes, oh, no, 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 no. That's quite clever, but trying to make promises of future significance is very difficult to do. I prefer bedrock. I prefer quid pro quo. And let me tell you, I am very happy to offer services to you. While he's talking or while he had a conversation with Dante, is it possible for me to roll? He went in to see, like, he's just acting strangely. I don't know if it's a front. Uh, uh, what's your at, human? At 70. He's not sane. Well, that, You're really that. sure about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering if it's so, maybe something he's putting on to hide something else. No, that's what I'm he trying, that's what I'm really wants bonkers. to know about you. Yes. Hey, ask him he seems so, just, just interested in information. So, I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, you no. say you can offer me services. Of course. I mean, the only service I'm really interested in you from you right now is to get a look at that little book. Oh, I don't think that's true at all. Don't you want to know about the people that were here? Oh, yes. Oh, of course. Too, but they're part of your book, aren't they? Of course they are. But you can't see my book. My book is for me. This is my book of reputations. But so why why write a book? Reputations. Um, uh, uh, hey, I mean, aren't, aren't books meant to be read? 
No, I, I, I write books too. You know, that's comical to believe. Oh, so some books I are not it. meant to be read by the mass public because the information within them would be useless if it were uh, disseminated to a larger crowd. No, but, but, I mean, but, but to certain interested, but certain interested you. people, you know, who are prepared, you know, people who have seen the sign, of course. What's the sign? Oh, you don't know about the sign. Tell me of the sign. Quid pro oh, quo. Quid pro quo. <laughs> <laughs> clever. Just for that. <laughs> All right. Then I will tell you hmm, what would be fair. What would be fair? I would tell you that they spoke of an organization that I know that the director did not record. No, that's not we can't it's not what do you mean fair oh, we already interesting knew that. oh you knew that even though he did not record it how interesting that you would know of an organization I know, that was i not know recorded. all sorts of things oh yes of course of course yes interesting that would lead one to believe that such an organization might in fact be real despite them being labeled as bad men <laughs> i know all sorts of things of course, of course. Well, let's start with names as he's flipping through. I really must insist on names. And let's cut, because it's been a hot minute. Let's cut to Dent and Dust as they're doing their work. Yeah, so That's we're right actually on. still in the car because we have some stuff <laughs> yeah. to talk You've been about. driving very slowly away oh, yeah. from the Dorchester house. So Dent, you, you asked me earlier about whether I trust you or not. Do you? And I uh, don't really have enough enough to go on for making an assessment, but I think that you're possibly the most sane of the <laughs> group. You think that's funny? Why are you even here? I'm here because I was sent here as a as an agent of Delta Green to get something you did it done. Again. We're in a car by ourselves. Nobody cares. Delta green, Delta green, Delta green. Big deal. Um, uh, so I guess if I'm going to talk to anybody, I'll talk to you. Okay. All right. I, but why are you part of this organization? Just regardless of whether you were called or not. Oh, you mean what's my previous experience? No. What's your motivation? I think that there are dangerous things in the world that need to be, we need to be protected from. Can I tell if he's lying? Want to do an opposed power roll or something? Sure. Well, I mean, if you are lying, yeah, I'm just something trying to... like that. Oh, my human's like 60, so I passed the 30 out of 60. Oh, you used human? Yeah. Um, willpower, my willpower is 85. And I got, I can't say a hard, so. <laughs> okay. I got 17. Okay, so I, I trust okay. you then. So. Good, because what I'm about to do is use my own credentials uh, entering an FBI building. And I'm going to be doing what a handler usually does. Well, I approve that. I'll back you up on anything you want as far as that goes. 
Well, this is going to be an advantage, hopefully. Okay. So what I what I I would like to talk to you about is I'm more than pissed at uh, Agent uh, Dante for attempting to expose me to some I don't know hypergeometry bullshit. All right. Um, but anyways, in the process, I've I've looked up this little book that he's been obsessing over, uh, King in Yellow. Okay. Uh, French and English. Are you familiar with this text at all? It was mentioned 20 years ago when we were investigating the McAllister building. Okay. So and I, um, it's probably no good. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely avoiding reading it under any circumstance, but there are little bits and pieces that, uh, that at least about the book that I could find. Um, and that's that's what I was going to tell you. Those names that uh, we got of the missing agents, the fake names, the, the fake ones. names. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I I I immediately got obsessed with that. My mom said when I was a little kid, all I used to do is solve puzzles. Um, and really, the first one that I got to was this Ray Billabass. That's okay. um, that's uh. Uh, Elias uh, Barabbas, Bar 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 Barbaris. That's Exeter. So it's an anagram. It's an anagram. Uh, and the only other two I got is uh, Lila Mac. That's uh, Camila, and uh, Caldiasa is Casilda, which are both characters from uh, this King in Yellow. The other ones I can't. I I don't know what they are. What about Dallin for Kim Placid? Which one? Is it? I have no idea. Um, no, it's not. It's not a character in the story. So um, would you? Like I don't to know. Make an int times five roll. Is Thorman F. Plutfoff Phantom of Truth? Just from looking at it, yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Well, that's, that's also the a character. Yeah, that's a character in the book. Because well. uh, there were Dust, only, there were only two the... characters that were listed in the thing that I found, but mm-hmm. um, well, I got a what? What did you say? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got a fifteen out of seventy-five. I felt ninety. All right, a fifteen under seventy-five would let you know that the final. Well, one wait a second, don't... I think I got it. But it's not a name. Is it plastic? Oh, pallid mask. mask? Pallid mask. Yes, you got it. Awful. Yeah. Awful so stuff. it all has to do with this yellow, this king in yellow. Um, I don't know what that means. You've somehow been wrapped up in this text. Twenty years ago, I saw the sign. Too, and I was able to make it stop by stopping whatever was happening at the McAllister building. Until oh, so now, you were able to overcome it, so I've got good chances of overcoming it. I just got a glance at it, is all. That's enough. Well, I didn't stare at it and examine it or anything like that. I think well, I might I... be able to forget forget it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I can tell you one development. I suddenly have a real aversion to the color yellow. Oh, yeah? What are you doing about it? I'm, I've ordered purple glasses. <laughs> I doubt that's going to work. Well, it blocks the color yellow. And I don't know why I've suddenly developed this almost disgust for the color yellow. But anyways, that's my problem. Good um, luck with that. I I don't know what you all have got yourselves wrapped into. You've got some demonology going on here. Uh, I, of course, never believed in any kind of demonology. That just seems... You know, we summoned a demon 20 years ago. Okay. What you use the R as Croatia? Yes. I mean, the thing was written in the 14th we century. We used a sword. And we use blood. And there was a there's a point in time when Agent Diana was hurt. So we called for help. We were misled. And it was unexplainable. Her her wounds were just gone overnight. This is something that would take months to recover from. Was this something that happened before or after you saw this sign? after so maybe it was all in your heads i don't think so no I, something I, 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 sometimes things become possible if we want them bad enough what's that a quote from that's richard some that was on the card for richard f dallin very poignant yeah but i think it's a it's like a richard kipling uh quote or something like that. Um, anyway, I'm I, at this point. I'm just kind of. You guys tell me what you need me to do, but for Christ's sake, don't make me look at some wicked sign that's going to eat its way into my brain. Or I don't want to be exposed to your your hypergeometry stuff. I'm never going to show you that, but. Be aware that it's just going to be part of the job if you do see it. Well, hopefully my purple glasses will keep me from seeing it. I'll make a bet with Donnelly. No, I don't want you to discuss this with Donnelly. I don't want you to discuss it with any of the others. Okay. What is said in this car stays in this car, and I'll hold out my hand. Look, I think that this stuff, whatever it is, needs to be gotten rid of needs to be to get, keep it away from you people. left me hanging <laughs> I offered a handshake and just yeah. left me hanging how am I supposed to trust you <laughs> I shake his hand I'm looking over my shoulder because <laughs> I'm the least oh, infected all right you make a good point just stick All by right. me, and uh, people won't ask questions. I'm a supervisor for the FBI. I can be your assistant. Of course, consultant. Uh, what's your what's your alias? Uh, Bob Lapidus. All right. All so right. I'll use my badge to get through the security gate. 
Yes, excellent. And you have a pretty high bureaucracy, I believe. Right? Yes, I do. Yes. So my understanding from what we talked about before is that you are looking to create a fake case. Yeah, I'm just going to make an open folder slash case on in the database so we can just reference that when people want credentials. Like, oh, well, we have an open investigation. Technically, we're not lying. And that makes sense. Yeah, this is going to allow us to look into people's records as well. Okay. Using official um, resources. Yeah. Can you give me a bureaucracy role that will help me later? Yeah. If the handler can do it, I can too. <laughs> 44. All right. I am a mean green bureaucracy machine. You are pretty sure you have never hidden a project <laughs> better in your life. In terms so of, pumped. holy shit. Yeah, you're looking at this. This thing looks airtight. Nice. And, and we'll say it doesn't even take you terribly long. It'll take you into the afternoon, probably. All right. And um, while we're here, can I can I steal some some taps or some wire taps? Oh, I heard some pabst and I'm like, I don't. Think no, they... no. <laughs> uh, just surveillance yeah. equipment, just in case we. Uh, yeah, I'll something. let the bureaucracy roll on that. I think that oh, that okay. seems like a good good thing. So yeah, you can get some wiretaps. Nice. They won't be missing these. Is Bob getting anything while he's there? Yeah, Bob. What would, uh, could you look into um, this Brotherhood of Doors? Brotherhood Are they doors. like some kind of hate group or? So. Look and see if hunch. there's a previous previous records or previous yeah. stuff about yeah. that. Sure. All right. Um, that'll take a little bit, but you do have probably the most extensive bits. So yeah, do a do a search on it. This is mostly just to see how long it will take you. All right. And while he's doing that, I'm actually going to look into. The three agents that aren't Michael, uh, Geneva Brown, Roger Thalamus, and Elias Barbas. Okay. I did not pass, but so it'll take me a little long. Yeah, it'll take you uh, into the afternoon. You want coffee? It's shit. Yes, but... please. That's <laughs> job. Well, let me let me get the coffee for us. Okay. Uh, Forty-two out of fifty for getting the coffee, or for <laughs> searching the uh, for searching the agents. these names. Remember, I'm supposed to look friend. like your assistant, so I'll, I'll do the coffee getting. Yes. I have my own office because I'm like a supervisor. And you see on the plaque of the desk, Arthur J. Ellsworth, FBI supervisor. So you know my real identity. Sure, that won't be useful at all. Uh, the name, uh, so looking up Barbus you would find records of him being with uh, the state police. Mm -hmm. You also have enough background in Delta green that you can recognize gaps where he has been on assignment. You can note stretches of time where you've done the exact same thing, where you've been away on vacation or been sick, Mm -hmm. but not really. Uh, you're seeing much of the same things for the other agents that you see. Yeah. Um, Who are they? And we have addresses. 
Uh, you have addresses. Yeah, you'd be able to get addresses for all of them. Oh, beautiful. We will say, because this is the one I have, Michael Whitware seems like the most useful one to follow up on. I didn't look him up, though. Oh, I thought you were looking him up. All right, then. No, the others have information. They <laughs> seem really uninteresting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So much so that they may not be fully covered in some mm. sort of write-up about this. Right. Um, hey, can I get a general of, like, <laughs> occupation? Like, if they're military trained or if they're just, uh, like... Yeah, they all have uh, government backgrounds. Okay. Hey, Arthur, why don't you look up Michael Whitworth? <laughs> While you're in All there. right. Can I check if there's like um, an alarm? If that search term is. Now, this is uh, this would show my lack of knowledge of this. I think you could just look it up, but you do see that there is a c- contact. Uh, I think his name was Hardrick in the DEA. Okay. Yeah. Found like there is an alert to contact this individual. But you oh, accessing the file, yeah. This oh. you accessing the file doesn't kick it off. It's more of a if you were looking him up in pertaining to a case, you'd see a thing that says, "Hey, talk to this other guy. He's also looking at it." Oh, great! Then I'll look it up. This appears to be the person that you were warned about. Is uh, an individual with the DEA that is looking into the disappearance of Whitworth. Can we can we reroute the signal to make it look like whoever's looking up the information is looking it up from Peoria or uh, well, not with my chase. skill, and that wouldn't really work on the FBI database. So mm-hmm. I, I think I'm just going to have to look them up. Okay, I come back to bite you. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna tread carefully here. Opening the file won't like ping him. Like you, you are at a high enough access level. I'll say you're. We're like you're above using him. Your real credentials. Yeah. yeah, you're able to look at this file. You see, he is a DEA agent out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh, it notes that his girlfriend is an Ophelia Citri, S I T R I. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Who you mean Agent Dust? Yeah, Agent Dust, you immediately recognize the last name Citri as a demon name. Yeah. Could Very you... high occult. It's like everybody on the planet's naming their kids after demons. Don't worry, it's all part of the script. Hmm. As Dent says that, Dust your phone buzzes your personal phone yeah excuse me let me take this yeah it's a it's actually just a email you see that you have a server nearing capacity message okay it's just an automated thing that you have yeah That was it. You hung up. Yeah. Well, what was that about? Just personal shit. Fine. 
<sighs> Do we need anything else here? Well, let's let's get back to Agent Dust. You were looking up the Brotherhood of Doors. Right. You do finally find an old record about them, and you <sighs> begin to understand why it was not a bigger deal. You actually find it because of a man named Ian DeCraig, because he founded this religious order named the Brotherhood of Doors. And Craig. Yes, the reason it's interesting is DeCraig went to prison for trying to blow up uh, some people. He ended up not blowing up the right people and got sent to prison for it. So, and, who were yes. the people that he was trying to blow up? Uh, do, 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 do. Let me see if I can find it. I believe his secretary... Is, trying to blow uh, up his secretary. He was trying to, you know how it goes. You try one little thing, and pretty soon you're blowing up your secretary. Um, of particular interest, though, is you note that he and a Lundin and someone else formed the Brotherhood of Doors. In particular, they seemed devoted to finding any records they could of a particular play that had been put on in France earlier that year. They were obsessed, I have my guesses, with uh, uh, the Roy de June, the King in Yellow. That's the one pronounced correctly. And they formed a religious group. Yes. Brotherhood of Doors, Brotherhood of Doors. Wonder if they think that somehow the play opens doors. Didn't you say there was some weird shit going on in the McAllister building? Yeah, um, doors going to places that shouldn't be. I, I mean, it might not be far of a stretch to even say that if they mastered hypergeometry, they could use that. that Travel from place to That's, place. They could have gotten out of the jail cells. I mean, yeah. did to did, break in or break out? Did we wonder? I mean, they're from the cowboy era, aren't they? We didn't yes. encounter anyone like that. And that's kind of interesting because you're talking about breaking out, and for reference, the bookkeeper, not his secretary, that he was trying to kill was uh, a Gabriel uh, Duchess who had apparently been blackmailing him for more than a year. Oh. And he tried to blow her up and ended up killing three people, including a priest. He was sentenced to 50 years in Juliet prison, but disappeared oh. before he finished, but he was an old man at that point. Ian okay. Craig, are we got another anagram maybe? It might take a while to figure that out, but I'm I'm gonna keep. I I like this hunch. It sounds like they can just teleport through, maybe doorways from their name. I mean, there's old, old, old legends about witches being able to teleport, or you know, disappear, and they're gonna think I'm crazy when I barricade the doors and windows of our hotel room. But you're right. Dust, I'm the sanest one. 
we're talking hypergeometry here. Um, and our in the window, the window in the hotel the window as well. The, uh, hmm. And um, just creepy. because we we're here and we have access, the Mark uh, Labellis, the bank robber, mm -hmm. he robbed the bank with the J.C. Lins, right? Yes. I'll yes, look up information on them. All right. J.C. Lins, mostly it's famous probable. in these. Yeah, the bank robbery was in 1931. But interestingly, he made it to New York, you find. For a couple of years, he actually wrote weird fiction stories out of New York. Oh, he was, well, Dante is yeah, going to love this. Yeah, during that time, he was actually protected by a member of a crime family, which appears to, there's some notes in there, to have supported his heroin habit. However, in 1934, he vanishes, and they don't really have any notes about that in particular. Yeah. Okay. Not everybody who vanishes vanishes in a puff of smoke. Sometimes they get buried by the mafia. All right. I'll um I'll message the other group saying, hey, I have official FBI resources or I have official resources. Do you need anything looked up before I leave? All right. Uh we'll we'll kind of let that interrupt for the moment as they're still talking, but uh yeah, in terms of this we might retcon some of it to be you you asked during that time. There is, however, a coworker of yours that knocks on the door. Uh, is he in a subordinate or is he a another supervisor? He is another supervisor. Damn it. Okay. Come in. Hey, yeah, Arthur. Sorry, I just saw you were in town. Yes, I'm uh, working overtime. He's giving you kind of a, a strange look. Okay. Um, yeah, I just had some stuff I needed you to sign while you're in, you know. Okay. Well, put it on the desk and I'll get to it. How long have you spoken German? I have never spoken German in my life. <laughs> that, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh my god. I I didn't know. You must be taking night classes or something. Oh, you know. Can I tell if he is he believes I spoke German or is he pulling my leg? Uh you he believes you think that you're you know how to speak German. Of course, I'm an FBI supervisor. This guy. You know, that's actually a pretty tough word, supervisor. And yep. he says a word in German that you have no idea what it is, but it kind of might translate to supervisor. I'll just laugh. Like, yeah, Am I currently both... speaking in German to Dust? Nope. But I'm speaking in German to him? Sure seems that way. Holy shit. Roll sanity, please. <laughs> what? 
Uh, I passed, but huh? Yeah, uh, just kind of—it's crazy. I'll, yeah, I'll just say you know Duolingo. <laughs> yeah, sure. God damn, so good. He gets your signature and heads out. Did it sound to me like he was speaking German? No, sounds like English to you. Oh, I. Mm. Okay, Dent, I heard you speaking English. Yeah, me too. So either you've got the tongues of the Holy Spirit or he's compromised. I don't think he's compromised. Because you weren't speaking German. Is there a demon that relates the language? At the top of my head. What's your occult? It is 60. Uh, yeah, there's this one named Fortius yeah. that you've probably heard of that, uh, again, yeah, it seems like it helps people understand each other. Well, maybe he can make it clean my name. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Fiddling with too many demons. I'll admit, speaking all languages would be awfully cool. Okay, well, we'll stay until we have the uh, we answer their questions if they have any. Okay, well, let's cut back as we return to Ed Wist being a just delightful little individual. But yes, like I said, let's start with names, shall we? And I would love to know where you're from at least i i can tell that uh this woman here is clearly from california due to her accent and whatnot i'm guessing texas i'm getting texas it is it is wonderful wonderful from who oh this and he gestures towards agent donnelly There's just something about the way you stand. I I don't know. What about what That's about just, myself? Very good. Hmm. <laughs> and he's kind of looking you up and down. Interesting the way you're reading me. Whatnot. Hmm. You have a very inquisitive look. I'm not sure exactly where you're from, but am I wrong in thinking? No, you couldn't be a reporter, surely. No, I'm reported. They let anyone in, don't they? Interesting. Interesting. Well, anybody with enough money. Oh, I don't think that's true. I don't think money's a factor at all. Not if you believe what the people have been saying. The people. Yes. Ray and Kim. You know, the people. I talk to the people. Yeah, what, what what did they tell you? Again, you haven't given me anything. Nurse, you understand. And see, it's kind of looking to her. I don't do anything for free. No, 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 no. Well, my name's Dante. Mm -hmm. This is yes. Virgil, and she's Beatrice. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Like, um, what is that? Hell, right? This is a literary like thing, isn't it? Oh, that's funny. You have code names. All right. All right. Very cute. Very cute. I like a good code name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I, I enjoy a good game as much as anybody. What What's something you want to know? Well, I'd like to know where where it was they decided to go. Do you know that? Tell you what happened. You'd like to know that, oh. wouldn't you? Yes. Yes. Of course. Great. Now, could you imagine? They strapped them to their beds. They sedated them. But when the time rolled around, they vanished like a camera trick, leaving the empty beds. They didn't walk oh, out. And the writing, of course. They just, well, of course, the writing. Of course. But they just went poof. That's, I, I don't know what to tell you. They're gone. I don't know how they managed it. It's quite a feat. I would like to know how to do that myself. Is it possible I'm that sure I'll just. Would. I'm going to go walk over to the bed just to see if I can see anything out of the ordinary while uh, he's talking about this since we're still under roof. Yeah, you can see that the restraints are still closed like they would have been around someone at the time. Mm -hmm. There's no sign of struggle. They just seem to just vanish just like that. They just vanished. And is the bed like next to the wall? Uh, yeah, I think it. Yeah, it would just be kind of by a wall. It okay. was. It would be within easy eyesight of the door. So if you were walking by, you'd be able to check each bed as you go. I'm just gonna look underneath the bed, around the, uh, just search to anything within the within the restraints. If there if there's any residue of some kind, uh, there really blankets. isn't. Yeah, that's okay. the. You're not quite sure whether this is a case of they're just not allowed to have much, but there's nothing really personal in this room. But this is also the most secure area. They're probably not allowed that. I'll I'll say to Ed, uh, you'll find Beatrice's uh, rather materialistic in philosophy. Mm. No, that's all right. Materialism has many uses. In fact... Materialism can get you a great many things. And I'd be happy to help you more. I just exchanged... Uh, the the people both. who stayed here, who... <laughs> the, the people mm -hmm. who have vanished, did you do any work with their reputations? To work with them? Well, obviously, I've talked with people about them, but... You know they're not real. That's not their real name, obviously. Obviously. No more than Virgil or Beatrice or Dante. Do you read? Are you much of a of a reader, Ed? Oh, I'll admit I'm not. I like much more the game of figuring someone out. Okay. 
right. So you you like figuring people out. So what was it like talking with people who weren't real? Oh, no, no. I think you're confused now. Perhaps I should make it simpler. They were real people. They were here. But that was not who they were. They were here under false pretenses. So I was not Fair able enough. to find out terribly much about them. <laughs> Aside from a couple of their names, of course, one would not stop shouting a Whitwer, is it? And he's, yes. you can tell like he's looking for a reaction from you as he says this. And what, what, what did he shout? Oh, that's interesting. Finally, more you want to know. There's more I want to know too. Like what? Um, Anything specific? Yes. I would really, well, am I wrong in saying you won't give me your real name? I can ask Nurse Samagina to give you a moment if you desire. Sure. Great. Nurse, if you don't mind. And she rolls her eyes and steps into the hallway. And you can hear her take a few steps away. You see, real name, that's, that's an interesting concept, Ed. Mm -hmm. I mean, who really are any of us? I mean, is it an identity merely a social construction? Isn't it a ever-shifting, amorphous thing? Who Are any of us it really is. just one person, one persona, one subject? No. No, I think many people are many things. But every name we have comes with baggage. And I just like to know. That's all. I like to know. And then I can help people. Because I like helping people. Like I could help you. And what do you help them with? Their reputations? And with that, I can procure nearly anything. I know I'm a very humble patient at this place, but you'll find that my name carries weight wherever you go. Hmm. I just look over to Agent Donnelly to see... Uh... Wow, you're getting a really pissed off look. I'm about ready to shut this door and beat the shit out of this guy. This <laughs> <laughs> Peter Lorre um, looking. The uh, nurse has walked out. Um, yeah. He has, you haven't told us anything that we don't already know. Mm -hmm. But you haven't told me anything of the truth. Like, I would like to know, for example, mm, your badge number, please. And he's pointing at Agent Diana. Uh, if you're here on actual business, you really must give it to me, I believe. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> you do realize you're a patient in this. Exactly. Looney bin. It's not um, <laughs> Even patients have rights, I believe. Sure, you seem to have a lot of rights. You're walking around here asking people all kinds of questions. And the most secure uh, floor of this facility. What harm is there in questions? I'm not hurting anyone. I like to write things in my books. They say it's helping with my recovery. Oh, so the doctor uh, um, recommended that you write in this book. So is, is that what you're saying? Of course. So okay. have you seen the yellow sign? Is it in your book? Would you like... That's interesting. You've both seen this. 
What? Yes. You, here, hand me your notebook. I'll I'll draw it for you. Hmm. I do not trust you. You seem like a man accustomed to violence, but I'm happy. And he takes his book and flips open like to the back page and rips out a piece of paper and sets it with a, a black crayon that he's got next to it down. Show me, show me what you mean. What is this yellow sign? You'll have to approximate. I'll have to imagine the color, I suppose. You haven't given us anything to, for us to how, give you how, how is this? How is this, Ed? Mm -hmm. I shall draw the yellow sign on this paper with this crayon. And then when I'm ready to show it to you, I'll slide it to you and you'll slide me your book. Oh, that's fun. You understand it's a gamble for me. Mm. It's a gamble for myself as well. That's, uh, it'll be fun though. Well, it? No risk, no reward. Exactly. There is a, that's fair. There is a sign of faith that must be made. So yes, of course. I will. And he shuts the notebook and sets it on the ground. I shall, with this black crayon, draw the yellow sign on this piece of paper. I'm not looking when he's doing that. Well, I'm going to look at the nurse. I'm going out the door a little bit. Standing oh. in the doorway. Is he still talking? I'm sorry. He, he really... He loves this power play thing he's got going on in his head. We find it's best not to mess with him. Yeah, he's he's playing a game in there. Hmm. I know. So, Dante, you put down the paper and he yep. slides. And he take his book. He can take yep. the... And he takes a look at the yellow sign and goes, Oh, how interesting. Folds it. Please look away. Yeah. I'll start looking through his book. Awesome. The book is frustrating. It is written in a kind of, again, it's crayon, so it's big letters that kind of push against each other and crowd the page. And you are shocked at the amount of detail that he has collected on every orderly, every nurse, Dr. Dalen. He is noting things they eat, the way they spell each day. Did they take two or three trips to the bathroom today? He is noting everything in this book that he can. And the books on the, or the, pages on these missing people are just note after note of the same thing every day they had like a routine they followed they you know get up eat go talk to the therapist go to sleep but it's nothing nothing seems out of the ordinary to you and then of course it stops with a note on each of them of uh august 28th disappeared But I guess what makes them interesting is the lack of detail. Like everybody else yeah. is so laboriously detailed 
Um, I'll just kind of just think that out loud so Ed can hear it. Yes. I don't know what to tell you. They seem like odd people to me. They're the same routine every day. Like clockwork. <laughs> but I understand as well as you that this hospital has many strange things in it. Like what? There's a man here that says he has a book that can summon demons. Can you imagine? <laughs> He's wrapped up in this fancy world of imaginary. I'm gonna nudge time. this. I'm gonna nudge the nurse. Demons. <laughs> <laughs> she she laughs. <laughs> is he is he in your book? Oh yes, you'll find him there under uh Tip Timothy slash Tim for short. Yes, Timothy Bale. Timothy Bale. Go, I'll Timothy find the entry Bale. for Timothy Bale. Timothy <laughs> Bale. Timothy Bale. Oh Bale. B A E L. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yes, and as the Oz are going yes, they're perfect. Another demon name. Kind of a, a big one. Um, in particular, from the notes that he has on this bale, he has quite a few notes about um, kind of from a psychological side, how in Wiss' opinion, he's very weak-willed and has frequent night terrors, uh, depression, social anxiety, like he's has a very difficult time it sounds from that with uh, speculates that he was uh hit during one of his tours in Iraq with an IED which led to these uh issues he also refers to Bale's book that he noted that he hasn't had a real look at but it's very dismissive sounding in the text of this is obviously the flights of a, a fool. Ask the nurse. Um, there's a lot what's, of the patient the the book? books. Um, not terribly many. There's a couple of them. I mean, obviously, Wist and um, a, a patient by the name of Timothy Bale. Yes, has his own book. It helps them feel like they have some control. I think is big for them. It's a book they're writing in. Then yes. Timothy is he's creating this book. Is he? Yes. Where is he at on this floor? Is it? Uh, he's up on the third floor. Yes. Uh, we can show you him later. I, I think, if he's having a good day. Okay. But oh. uh, yes, Wist is still looking at Dante a bit like a shark. Is that enough? Have you seen enough of my book? Yeah, I just I nudge, so. Thank you. Just nudging Dante, like, give him, give him back the book. Can, 
I would like my book back. Of course, and I would like my sign back. Oh, of course. Here you go. <laughs> uh, actually, one moment. Can I can I have that crayon for a moment? So it's your crayon. Great, thank you. And he flips the paper with the yellow sign on it over and quickly scrawls something and hands it to you. Waits a bit. Well, I'm afraid that I don't have any need of you further. Thank you very much. And um, it's a pleasure doing business. It truly is. I hope to see you all again very soon. And think about it. Think about all the things I could do for you. Of course. Yes. Let me right on this. It's a pleasure. Right on the back of this. Pleasure. Pleasure. On the way out, he points to Donnelly. FBI. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Wonderful. Scrawling as he rolls out. Crazy. And you oh. see on the note now that has the yellow sign on one side. There is a message scrawled. How did you find me? I thought you had left. In any case, they are still here at night. I will fold that up and put it in my pocket. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that person left the G's. <laughs> I don't like him one bit. Um, out in the hallway, Nurse Samagina turns to you, Agent Donnelly, and uh, she's like talked to someone in the radio and says, "You, I'm sorry, you really can't see Timothy Bale today. Oh, just a bad day for him today? Yes. Um, it appears he had some kind of panic attack. I'm oh. afraid. Does uh, Dr. Dowlin, does he see these notebooks that the patients are keeping? Does he read these I, to see how they're progressing? Um, I assume, yes, he's aware of the work they do, but that's true of many of the people here. I mean, Wist is more careful with his notebook. Uh, we've noticed some attachment issues uh, towards it that are, we're working on them. Um Timothy is a little bit more willing to share, but. Uh, well, yeah, maybe um, I'll, we'll talk to Dr. Dallin before we leave here. Okay, wonderful. Uh, is there anyone else you want to see while you're here? Any of the other rooms? I'm afraid there's no more messages like the one. And she gestures back to the wall. Uh, do you mind if we take this? Uh, no. Message? far as i'm concerned you can do all the cleanup you'd like all right um yeah i mean as best as i could have peeled it off um mm -hmm. and there's nothing i'm assuming behind it no there's not and as you peel it off you get kind of that like elmer glue type rip off so there's little bits of paper still stuck to the wall but it right. it kind of comes off in one together so yeah if i can think you're gonna have roll to it rearrange and, it. Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. just kind turn the well, we need to go talk to the doctor before we leave. Yeah. 
-hmm. All right. Going back to the office, uh, Dallin, you get your, sorry, you get your belts back and your shoelaces and whatnot. You see uh, Director Dallin. All right. You've kind of seen it. I see you took the, uh, took the pieces there. Yes. Um, I'm not going to sit down. I'm going to stand up and walk around, look at his rock collection, just mm-hmm. kind of casually glance at some books. Um, your patient, Timothy Bale, what can you tell us about him? And have you oh. seen his notebooks? Um, yes, yes. I've seen his notebooks. Um, what was it? He's, yeah, he, he seems very interested in names. He, he's he got a lot of names in that notebook of his. I Strange names. I mean, yes, I, I, they're just names, but they're not quite right. If that makes sense. Like he was asking, um, what was it? About a Stephen P. Curson. Oh, uh, yeah, like that, right? It doesn't sound quite right. It's not a. It's not a name. I don't. I don't know. But uh, yes, he's been here for two and a half years, I think. Yes, yes, two and a half. Just two and a half. Did he? Um, yes. Check or. No, no, no. He was. Uh, he was brought in after. Um, uh, an IED explosion uh, in Iraq. He has uh, PTSD, night terrors, social anxiety, disorder, depression. Um, and he has a, uh, he has a, what, a, what would the word be? Uh, a delusion of cowardice. He, he's, uh, we would love to move him down a level, but he's just too, too prone to self-harm. Has there been any recent incidents involving Timothy Bale? He he has panic attacks every couple of nights still. Um, I would like to say that that's... We've, we've been working. They're a little better. Has he known to uh, harm not only himself, but harm anyone else? Has he... No. No. Oh, he's, okay. he's a model patient, aside from being a danger to himself. Is he supervised at all times? Oh, yes. Third floor is we have cameras on okay. all the time. Orderlies, yes. Oh, yes. 24-7, I see. Yes. Are these cameras, um, have you have you watched them on a regular mm-hmm. basis at night? Yes. Yes, we have a uh, security room downstairs. I can show you, but uh, I'm afraid I, I know the next question you're going to ask. We don't have records of that night. Really? That's, that's 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 okay. Could we just take a look at just just go through it leading up to it a little after, you know? Of yeah. Course. Um, and do you have a file on this Timothy Bale? Any notes that you've taken? Some um, sure. Something yeah. from his uh his notebook that he's writing, things like that. Name yeah, that he's these nonsense names he's writing down. Um, sure, certainly. Um, I'm sure that would be in most of the notes we have. Um, tell you what, I'll print out his files. You go ahead down to the security room. I'll have Nurse Samagina send you there. Get it there. Oh, uh, oh, just one question. Um, how long has uh, Nurse Samagina been with you in this facility? 
out of curiosity. Boy, I'd really have to think back and look at my records here. Mm, a long time. A long time. Not as long as me, but uh, 1997. 1997, yes. She's been yeah. the head nurse since 1997. Oh, yeah, that's been, yeah, that's a long time. No yes. wonder she's a head nurse, a yes. very experienced nurse. Oh, she is. She is. Yeah. It's uh, sure she came highly recommended. Good references. Um, actually, she came to the Dorchester house uh pretty early uh nineteen eighty eight. Yes, uh, out of after she graduated her nursing. But I mean, you've met her. She's to the point. She keeps track of people, and she's like, yeah. I don't know. She runs the place quite well. I wouldn't be able to do what I do without her. Yeah, she's a. I can tell she's a very, very valuable asset to, to Dorchester House. Okay. But yes, let's go to the security room. Hopefully, we can get some more uh, right. information from there. All right. Well, I will kind of zip through. Is there anything in particular you're looking for from the security house? Because I looking just, at it... the tapes, you do have about four weeks, I think, worth of tapes. I, I just want to, I want to see these individuals, okay, before they disappear. Yeah, and I would because like Ed was like, they follow this routine. Like, I want to see like, how robotic are they? Yes, it, it's a little odd because you're fast forwarding through these until uh someone in the server room is kind of like, oh, there's. We'll actually say Nurse Samajin is like, oh, there's Ray. And she points and you see a man that matches the picture you have in the file. Walk out of the room and talk with an orderly and go about it. It doesn't seem like they're doing the exact same thing every day. But they're punctual where. Five o'clock hits, they immediately turn and go get their dinner. It doesn't really matter what they were doing. They just stop it and go do what they were supposed to do. And Ray, is Ray Exeter? Uh, no, he does not look like no. Exeter. Okay. Um, well, I'm curious about, because they mentioned that Timothy Bale is on surveillance 24-7 and they're, he's known to have panic attacks or even night terrors. I'm just wondering if there's anything... What if his night terrors or uh, panic attacks, would they line up when they um, maybe a few, maybe a couple of days or even a couple of hours before they went missing, after they're missing, but they correspond with the, with the yeah. schedule that they're having? You'd be able to look that up in the file um, mm -hmm. that Director Dallin's printing for you now, mm -hmm. basically, is he's working on getting that information for you. Yeah. Just seeing if there's like a link of some sort yeah you would be able to link those up potentially you okay think. interesting and i'm just looking to see after they did disappear at night scanning um is there any glitches in the the tape in the recording at a certain time it's just the one night and 
it's just you see it's not like it happened exactly when they disappeared or anything it just the the tape goes out earlier that day and then pops back on later that night and obviously they're they're gone in those time and it uh the computer uh the server admin there kind of fills you in as like like it's a pretty common disk error that can happen okay and looking through the footage of subsequent nights Mm -hmm. no more glitches nothing no but there weren't really ones before it's just that one right and we don't we don't see any nope because i'm just i'm just thinking with the door back at the hotel that only we can see and we'll say that's about yeah that's about the time you get the question from dent and dust of hey anything else you guys want to know um yeah look into uh ed west does he have any active connections still about timothy bale no okay oh, and look into timothy bale yeah those two yeah. names um you would pretty easily i think find uh timothy bale's record uh as an army veteran but you don't see anything of particular interest in like his history that like jumps out at you there um wist is a little the file's a little thicker there because he shot his parents and sister with a shotgun at age 16. There's quite a bit of uh, lawyers here and there. In fact, you note the lawyer firm Keys, Norris, Ingalls, and Grant uh, starts popping up a lot. Oh, they're, they're probably a pain in the ass. We probably don't want to be involved with this person at all. That's a pretty good description as you're looking through the file of yeah. every time someone's like, oh, they sought this against Mr. Wist. It's no, 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 uh, no. He probably lawyers, sues for the like lawyers defamation. are in the wake. Yeah, yeah, of that. Every chance they get. Yeah. You also do find his full name is Ed Myler Wist. Um, the surname Grant, assuming that we do get this information, because I remember that the woman, I don't know, that came up to us, her name was Yardley Grant. I don't know if there's any significance. Mm-hmm. Is that the same? Is, this, is that is that the same Grant? Yardley Grant? Or it just happened to be a coincidence? Oh, God, the know. first name are an anagram for King. <laughs> I guess. I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah grant yardley grant i don't know all right you, yeah you can uh, you can look those up is there anything else or should we converge the time streams again yeah i was just wondering Probably did, did i have did i get everything on uh Whit- whatever uh yes yeah. in terms of okay I mean, Back. there's some early life stuff that I can give you if you're really interested. Just just but... evidence that he was a agent of our organization. Yeah, so that has it. been pretty well scrubbed, as okay. you would expect. Um, that said, you, you can see the signs that it's sketchy. Mm-hmm. You know that if somebody else were to follow up on this, that would be sketchy as well. 
Right. And do we have a last known like home address for Elias Barbarus? Uh, yeah, you sure do. Great. I'd love to yes. stake out his house. In fact, I can give you the number. It is 919 4th Street, Medford, Massachusetts. Okay. Got it. Beautiful. Uh, and uh, I'm going to see if I can maybe check out a taser because we need to bring some sure. of these agents in alive. Yeah, I don't think that's even an unusual expense, no. is it? Yeah, I, sure. Go for it. Yeah, could you get me one too? Yeah, I'll check out five. <laughs> the guy at the taser dispensary. Wow, a lot of tasers today, huh? Well, here you go. Yeah, we got a barbecue, you know. <laughs> oh, you're going to need at least six or seven for that. Here, let me get oh. you some more. All right. Great. It's just boys' locker room banter. Awful. <laughs> Chase responsibly as you walk away from there. They are, however, you will note, under your name. So That's fine. Oh, yeah. They don't no, leave no bullet anxiety. casings or no anything anxiety. like that. Yeah, exactly. Traceless. Hmm. Wouldn't say that. <laughs> but uh, in that case, I will say Dr. Dalen gets you the file for Timothy Bale. Uh, you can see, as I mentioned before, it is thicker, but he's been there for two and a half years. And if there's nothing else, he'll wish you a good day this is kind of taking you most of the day at this point in terms of looking through footage after footage talking with people looking through whatnot yeah let's get something to eat and hit the road back to the hotel yeah maybe a stiff drink would help okay which hotel that's a good question mm-hmm. uh, didn't we check out of our yeah some of you checked out yeah I think only I'm still there. I still have a room there. Yeah. Yeah, Dante stayed. Um no, we found someplace else. What was the name of the other hotel? I, I don't recall. Probably a holiday inn or something. Hotel five. Hotel five. Hotel five. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Nothing with that type of name has anything creepy in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do they have a bar though? That's an important thing. Motel six six six. Motel six six. Damn, picked the wrong one again. (laughs) (laughs) It's a demon themed. Oh, Jesus. Do these demons even know they're demons? And who the hell summoned them? And uh, thus, not a word of who I am. Please. No, no. Your secret's safe with me. So I guess we're all in the motel. Motel, hotel six, hotel five. <laughs> yep. Then are we sharing Great. all of our information? Yeah. Are we Unless omitting any information? You omitting <laughs> information. That's, uh, yeah. I. Yes, I'm not telling them that he's Agent uh, Arthur Ellsworth. I will omit oh. that. Oh, I think With that's an opposite good. location, XYZ. Yes. <laughs> no, as long, I mean, I'm not omitting anything. I'm, I'm still just baffled by all these damn demons that we're encountering. <laughs> and, oh. Well, it seems like we're using a lot of King and Yellow references as well. 
uh, what's the connection to my more well our our the brotherhood of doors was a group of three people that were looking for the original french um uh king in yellow play and they were turning it into some sort of religion so we can see from Agent Dante that there is some legitimacy to the bizarreness of your yellow sign. Yeah, you shouldn't show that to people. Yeah, you, we think you're spreading it around like a disease. Spreading it? Yeah, everyone you show it to becomes infected. I was also wondering... You you were telling me about your last the the your mission twenty years ago, with the, the McAllister building having extra floors. Who's to say that the same thing isn't happening in Dorchester House? Well, it'd have to happen at night. At night, exactly. There was yeah. reference to that, and people going through Coming windows back. or doors. That's why they call it the Brotherhood of Doors. Most when likely. was the Brotherhood of Doors active? When? When did they start? They started like in the 19th century. Yeah. Or late 19th, early yeah. 20th century. Right after the book was written by, by Robert Chambers or whoever wrote the, the original text. 1897, I believe, for the the Brotherhood. Wasn't the... Check. The first okay. play production that we have photographs of are from 1895. Yeah, and keep in mind, this is from the... Uh, uh, that is correct. Um, the information you had is what the FBI would have, which is basically looking at this as kind of an interesting cult, basically, that right. had contact with a criminal. That's kind of there into it. That doesn't mean that's the only thing out there. It's just what right. they cared about. There were lots of weird satanic cults and things like that. Aleister Crowley and Thelema. Which I also noticed uh, that uh, one of our people here, uh, Roger Thelema, which is Aleister Crowley's religion that he made up. Too many weird coincidences. I don't think they're coincidences. But it could just be people picking code names that are familiar to them all agent right. dent and i figured out what all of the their code names meant i'm just we've encountered these demons 20 years ago and they it, seem to be more they seem to know what they were Some of these, I guess, demons that we're encountering don't seem to. Or aware of what they are. Yeah. I they think we're missing different somebody. Well, there's one. Oh, hold on a second. Sure. The voice or the notes, uh, sorry, the notes that were left in that hidden room. It said nine on July eighth. 
we oh, know yeah. Exeter brought people there on July 8th. There are the five people who have disappeared. If you add the three people from V-Cell, the patient seems to believe that they were there. At least he mentioned Whitworth. That's three more. Makes oh. eight. Who is the ninth person? Good point. Maybe he was Elias himself. Now, a bit of a weird... I'm assuming that we've all discussed what went mm -hmm. on. So, I have in my notes that Exeter... Agent Exeter is also Elias Barbus. Correct. Yes. I have his address. Okay. Except that Elias Barbus, you saw a photograph of him, and he was not the man who was having lunch with us, Dante and I, the other day, who said that he was Exeter. No. You were going to follow in the car and got. No, lost. that is that is Elias Barbus. Who we have a photograph of from 1895. That is Agent Exeter. But yes. was he the same person? There is a that person, no, today? there is a person who Exeter brought into the Dorchester house who has a name was an anagram of Elias Barbus. So the anagram person and the Saul anagram person are not the same person. Right. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So Somebody's Elias trying Barbus very is hard not to cover Ray stuff up. Billabas. Wow. Okay. Well, I plan on staking out uh, Elias' house tomorrow. Yeah, I mean that seems our tangible lead at this point. Not I even breaking in. Little B and E. Yeah, I can help you with that. Oh, five of us going to be staking out. Well, whoever wants to come with me can. I. Not sure. Why what don't we? Research. Why don't? Why don't the two of us stake it out and call the others if we meet them? Then what are the others going to do? I don't know. To be honest, I'm not sure. Should we stake out the psychiatric facility at night? That, that's that not might a... help if you suddenly see 400,000 more stories on top of it. Oh, I don't think we'll see it from the exterior. Did, did you guys tell me that quite a few people seem to be having night terrors? It was uh, Timothy Bale. No, just one, one individual. Oh. If, and he's been having them since he's got there two and a half years ago. I just wonder if we're able to maybe tap into his uh, his camera specifically. It's just, just something about his night terrors. There, there has to be a link to somewhere about that. I he has think... to be supervised at all times because he's trying to hurt himself. If there's anything of interest, I think it's his book. And uh, our Exeter told us that there is a book that not to look into it under any circumstances. Do you think that he could be talking about the King in Yellow once again, the original text? No, I mean, given that he, I mean, he made people, I mean, as you pointed out, anagrams of the names of characters and objects and 
of that text. Well, it seems like we don't have all the information yet. So, no. Do we need to put a big board up on the wall and do the string thing? And I think we already are doing that while we're talking. <laughs> Motel fives actually come usually with a conspiracy board set up. That's probably why you chose <laughs> nice. them. They know their clientele well. Um, they have a little hangy thing for the door that says, please yeah. do not disturb the uh, evidence board. Yeah. Your index cards, please. Here you go. Okay, so we have no evidence of where these disappeared V-cell agents have gone. But we do know where Elias might be. So, Do we need to set up a, a new green box somewhere in case we start collecting stuff? I say we, we, we tried storing it. Let's just burn it now. Get rid of it. I mean, while we're gathering the evidence, though, we'll need to keep it. We can burn it all at the end. I like burning shit. Okay, sure. Great. We'll and I'll hand everyone a taser. <laughs> Ooh. He brought one for everyone in class. Yep. Oh, uh, thanks. Uh, Old Dent. star for Dent. Old star I... for Dent. Just wonder if you're gonna go. Um, I wonder if it's worth uh staking out Dr. Dallin or follow him, follow him, see if somebody follows him. Um, there has to be a reason contact with him, there has to be a reason why he's been mentioned in that conversation. That's what bothers me, along with what Indian Moon and all that other stuff. He has well, he has a he has a part in this somehow. Remember Operation India Moon. Yeah, what was it again? It was India Moon. Dallin. Uh, uh, Exeter. Seer, ex, uh, Seer, uh, Demonium. Yes. It was Seer. I don't know who Seer is. Well, it's the name Whoever's of the company. The phone. Yeah. No. Dial 616. Do <laughs> we want to check out that room again at night? Do you think it's That would it? be tonight. That was what I was intending to do. Well, I'm running on empty. I am yeah, I'd like to get two to days stay. without rest, so... I think only two of you have slept at all in the last day. Yeah, which one was? I know, I know, I slept. It was yeah, you and dust. dust. Yeah. 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 All right, Donnelly, do you want to sleep in shifts or do you want to yeah. go out tonight? I don't know if I can take another night. Um... Hey, how about? I mean, I don't mind taking over. You guys have. We can. Yeah, because we've got two queens and a sofa, so two people can sleep while someone's on shift. I'll and be uh, we'll we'll block the doors as well and windows. You know, if you wanted, I could go and watch. Who did you say, Dallin? Dallin's house. Follow Dallin. Follow him, Follow him from the uh, facility. Who? Uh, yeah, Agent Dent just said who he'd like to stake out. Oh, that would be um Elias. 
Yeah, that would be Agent Exeter. Exeter's address. Yeah. Well, I could do that if you wanted to get some sleep. I'm, I'm. Oh, I mean, I was willing to break in to just see if he has any connection. Right. No sense staying up all night, staring at the empty house. Yeah. If he wasn't home, do are you up for B and E? Sure. I will add that to your rap sheet. (laughs) I mean. You can do that on your own, or you need somebody to help. You. I think that we as agents need to be on our game. So, if you haven't slept in two days, you need to sleep. Yeah. I slept. You should go with someone when you're staying. Always go in pairs. I'll, I'll go. <laughs> I, I, and I, that I leaves you, Dante. You're going to explore this uh, this leaky window. Of course, alone. I, I can't stop you. Well, I don't I mean, want to. You, you, and, you and Donnelly seem to have slumber party plans. So, yeah, we do. do you're it. not invited. Get some feather pillows. <laughs> yeah, they they are they are bedmates, I guess. We lay our guns out. <laughs> <laughs> we compare our guns. <laughs> the size. You'll you'll gossip about your love interests. Yes. Exactly. Talk about which calibers we like. Lovely. Yeah. We'll slam sleeping pills and drink some whiskey and (laughs) (laughs) all right. We got a party like Heaven's Gate. Okay, sure. (laughs) All right. So we have two agents sleeping, two heading out to uh, the good doctor's house, and one heading into a room. So give me the time frame of how this works out. Uh, Are you guys? Kind of after supper, just going to bed, then people go yeah, to the room. Yeah. What, what are we talking here? So, like, I was going to stay up for another eight hours while Donnelly sleeps for eight hours, and he'd do the same for me. Okay. And I'll, uh, Agent Diana and I will go out, uh, say 1030. Okay. And we'll wait until we see very little activity in the neighborhood, and then we might, uh, wait. Yes. Just to be clear, are we going to Elias's or we're going to Dallahan? Yeah, we're going to Elias's. I think he's more interesting than the doctor. Sounds good. And what time is Dante going to the room? Oh, as soon as Dante gets, as soon as I get back to, you know, the hotel, um, I think I'll just go... right there okay in that case we will stick with you as donley you're starting your eight hours didn't you're staying up there's there's a little bit of time before diana and dust head out as dante you go over to the room and you see the door to 616 is set up with that beautiful lock that you have the key for I'll open it up. Yep. Opening it up, you are again in a dark room with this outline of a window. You can see pipes in the wall there. And what are you planning to do in the room? Oh, well, I was planning on a... You know, looking at a... a a PDF copy I've made of a particular play. Okay. Um, 
reading that for a while as my as my uh, nightly routine, and then I go into bed. It's a little after sundown, which is difficult to tell in this room. You, it has that like timeless quality because you can't see outside, and there is the sudden sound of applause from the closet door. It sounds like about 50 or so people are applauding. I'll get up and uh, cautiously open the, the closet door. Okay. You can see that there, the clapping quiets and that there is a grate in the closet floor. I'll get down and I'll try to peer into this grate. Okay. You see that there is a duct behind this grate. And what's your strength? My strength is 10. Okay. You know so. that you would actually be able to get into this duct. It is You're small enough, compact enough to be able to do that. And you hear a faint child's voice coming from there from the grate I'll pop the grate off and then like Alice go down the rabbit hole I suppose and as you enter you see in this darkness, it, maybe you're, are you using like a cell phone yeah. light to kind of, kind of, but you see <laughs> just out of range, this ghost white face with shadows for eyes and mouth. And you can hear it. <laughs> Go ahead and roll sanity. 25 is a pass. Okay, you're good. Now make an alertness check. 88 is an extreme failure. Okay. There is a child down this grate. Come and see. I will send a text on the burner phone. 70 a.m. There's something to see in the grate. All perceive this image of a barely visible child's face. Um, the four of, well, the three of you that get this text can all roll alertness. 13 out of 50. Okay. Nope. Uh, nope there's something behind the face you can't see it very well but you can see it twisting and turning there's not a child behind it there's tendrils there's that's not a child just gonna Roll say get out of there for the four of you or three of you oh six just texting get out of there oh success okay you're, yep, a zero on a success, a failure is a D4. As Dante, you feel something wrapping around 
the ar- the hand you have with that cell phone out, and you can look and you see there is a shadowy tendril pulling you. Come and see. It's time to start going backwards. <laughs> All right, go ahead and make a strength times five roll. <laughs> a 99. Okay. Um, that's interesting. I, it looks like I'm going to see. <laughs> um, in that case, I'm just going to say you are taking the full damage of this. And I will have you roll sanity as the... Tendril starts to deglove your arm and takes six damage as it's ripping your skin off. Okay, start screaming and <laughs> squirming backwards. Are you, would you like to make another strength roll? I would I would love to. 28 is a success. Alright. You are pulling out, you are leaving a trail of blood. The cell phone is lost at this point. That was a critical failure. It is on the floor, the child's face is creeping along the ceiling as it's still coming towards you. Come on, see. Feel free to make a make another strength. You can feel yourself almost to the grate. That's a ten. That's fast. And you pull back. <coughs> excuse me. Into the room as the grate clatters shut in the closet and there's just this face behind it and that's where we'll cut for the week is your bleeding in room 616 our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Alex Sun, Nell Hipple, Thomas Grooms and myself with Nathan Decker as the handler we have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can certain, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Delta role, the Delta Green role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.